0: CHAPTER THREE, TRANSDIMENSIONAL LIFE With the concept of parallel dimensions and transdimensional beings, how many people have actually had the fortunate, or some would consider unfortunate, experience to participate in supernatural events? This, of course, is in reference to events that cannot be re- relegated to the mundane and or c- coincidental. There is no doubt many such miraculous occurrences take place on a regular basis, But these events are certainly not the norm. In spite of not being the usual fare for humanity, there are many people who have had supernatural experiences at least one or more times in their life, or at least know someone that has. Sadly, it's unfortunate most haven't had the luxury of experiencing many, or even any, supernatural events. Such occurrences force a person to amend their view of our narrow dimensional realm. Experiencing and acknowledging trans-dimensional events on a large world scale would, without a doubt, radically change the entire face of both modern science and religion, not to mention the world. Unfortunately, it's also a sad reality that verifiable evidence of miracles to confirm the reality of trans-dimensional beings is arrogantly rebuffed by the mainstream science. But even more sad, bizarre even, is how much of of religion refuses to accept the concept of transdimensional beings as well. With that thought and science in mind, atomic and subatomic particles cannot be seen or directly measured only their effects, but yet are accepted as real by the science community and most religions. Similarly, the fingerprints and tracks of extra-dimensional beings are everywhere, yet ironically are not accepted, at least by science, and ironically much of religion. It's understandable to see science reject alternate inhabited realms, considering they have an atheistic bent, but you'd think mainstream Christianity, at least, would be more willing to accept the idea of transdimensional beings like aliens. After all, most who profess to believe in angels, demons, and or God, push to shove proof otherwise. Having been profoundly interested from childhood in both science and religion after experiencing or witnessing many of those supernatural events has put me in a very unique position. That position is to recognize how religion and science really are the same reality simply viewed from opposite ends. Galileo is a great example and witness of such religious and scientific denial. He was literally caught in the middle of the two. He discovered real astronomical evidence that did not mesh with the Christian churches and or science's beliefs of the day. Consequently, his discovery was completely rejected by both science and religious communities, in spite of the irrefutable proof his improved telescope provided. As much as we like to believe we are so different these days, are we? Really? Is our current science and much of our religious establishment's unwillingness to acknowledge the existence of being in parallel dimensions that travel through to affect ours any different from the quandary Galileo faced? Before getting into some personal trans-dimensional experiences, it would be advantageous to bring the concept of a parallel dimension down to a practical level. To do this, imagine a dimension just slightly out of phase from ours. This would mean the subatomic or quantum particles comprising the two dimensions are vibrating or spinning at different speeds. If the quantum particles of an alternate dimension are moving at a different or faster vibrational spin rate than ours, our dimensional photons would be unable to bounce back and would pass through, that is theoretically. This would render those beings or things of a faster spin rate invisible to our dimensional phase. Not only would we be incapable of seeing them, but we would be incapable of feeling or touching them either. In fact, this very concept of a different phase vibration was actually verified by Nikola Tesla in the late 30s. This happened in a top secret experience perform, performed with the US military labeled the Philadelphia Experiment. Many books, fiction, and nonfiction have been written about it, as well as movies made. The purpose of the Philadelphia experiment was to render naval warships invisible to sight and or radar. Tesla had developed special static electric coils that caused the air molecules to vibrate at a different speed. These coils were then placed on the USS Eldridge, which is a cannon-class destroyer, in an attempt to alter the vibrational speed of the atomic particles of the atmosphere surrounding the ship. The hope of the experiment was, by engaging the coils, the light particles or photons would simply pass through and not reflect back. When the coils were powered up, the experiment, reportedly, successfully caused the Eldridge to completely disappear from view, and or the harbor. But when the coils were disengaged, the Eldridge reappeared, but most of the crew had disappeared. In fact, some of them were allegedly found embedded in the steel bulkheads and and floor decking. Apparently, Tesla's coils had not only altered the consistency of the air molecules, but the ship's steel as well. Based on the Philadelphia experiment, if another dimension is simply operating at a higher quantum vibration than ours, we apparently would be quite visible to them, but most likely moving in slow motion. With an increased atomic vibration, they would not only be able to run circles around us, literally, but would have the ability to move through what seems to us to be solid matter, like walls. Simply put, it would be an easy task for hyperdimensional beings to do things that look to be quite miraculous and godlike to us. In fact, the Bible has many examples of such events. In fact, Nikola Tesla reportedly confessed to having had his amazing discoveries given to him from another dimension. Recent breakthroughs in quantum mechanics and particle physics further verify that Tesla proved what he proved was possible. His and other more recent experiments have unequivocally scientifically established the existence of other dimensions. That fact leaves no logical reason to dismiss the idea of living beings existing there. C. Hogan of Fermilab's Center for Particle Astrophysics, which is a particle accelerator near Chicago, once stated if the geo 600 result is what I suspect it is then we are all living in a cosmic hologram. The scientists of the CERN Collider in Switzerland confirmed that sentiment after watching subatomic particles literally disappear and reappear that is through dimensional barriers. Another good example proof actually of trans-dimensionalism is the UFO phenomena that we mentioned before. Their physics-defying antics, including the ability to appear and disappear, leaves only one logical, obvious that is, conclusion, they are trans-dimensional. They no doubt possess the ability to travel between dimensions, an idea few scientists or people in general have the courage to consider. Apparently it's a notion just a little too frightening for most to entertain. But what an interesting quandary considering observation is supposed to be the chief criteria for formulating scientific fact. This overt reluctance to publicly endorse flies in the face of the multiple thousands of government documented cases of sighted UFOs and actual crashed ships such as in Roswell, New Mexico. The glaring question is, could the scientific and political unwillingness to publicly embrace the reality of UFOs be due to those very trans-dimensional beings themselves. Considering the manipulation of matter and space is possible for those entities, is the manipulation of thoughts and attitudes really beyond them either? Again, most religions, in spite of teaching the existence of God, angels and demons, which are all gods, that exist outside our space-time continuum, strangely refuse to accept the overwhelming reality that trans-dimensional beings most commonly... are most commonly called aliens. In ancient times, those dimension-defying or supernatural events would have been explained simply as of the gods. Unfortunately, such a generic answer is tantamount to telling children that babies are brought by a stork. But now, possibly for the first time in modern history, we have the knowledge and ability to conclude both ancient gods and transdimensional aliens can be and or are one and the same. And we have much the same problem with science. We must not forget science and religion, until recently, have always been intertwined. Actually, they still are, simply the same reality viewed from opposite directions. From the obvious viewpoint, they seem to be playing a bit of the good cop, bad cop routine with us, only with one major twist. Neither side is giving us the real or the big picture. Obviously, most of the science world is unwilling to accept the concept of transdimensional beings, but is it wise to conclude the religious communities are teaching the correct concepts of extra dimensional beings either? After all, just how much credence can we extend them considering it was the Christian church that taught such nonsense as demons flying up your nose when you sneeze? That is, if somebody didn't say, God bless you. This, of course, is not to mention a dozen other ridiculous teachings like flat earth that was once and still is prevalent. At this point, the overarching question would be to again ask why. Again, what is the real reason there seems to be such an across-the-board opposition to the full acknowledgement of the real-time versus ethereal existence of extra or transdimensional beings? Considering science's acceptance of UFOs, and the Church's belief in angels, demons, and spirits, why the aversion to more fully exploring and understanding them? Obviously, the problem cannot be apathy. That only leaves fear as the motive. Or does it? It makes one wonder just why those truly interested in understanding such phenomena are shoved to the wacky fringes and ridiculed by the mainstream of both science and religion. But why on earth... Would more fully exploring such phenomena as transdimensional populace be considered junk science and or false religion? Again, are such extreme rejections and reactions spawned by the simple by simple fear or is it something larger? With that in mind, isn't it interesting? The more the fringe people's conclusions begin to make sense of our world or dimension, and what seems to be happening here, the more those conclusions are attacked and demonized even violently at times. Personally, there have been countless such occurrences in my own life, leaving me no choice but to accept supernatural or transdimensional phenomena as real. Experiencing is believing after all, right? This inescapable reality has led me to draw three basic conclusions. The first is the inability to dismiss the concept of living beings existing in parallel dimensions as non-fact. And secondly, those experiences have completely convinced me other dimensions are indeed real and inhabited by transdimensional beings such as God, gods, angels, and or demons, not to mention aliens. My third inescapable conclusion is, these beings can and do affect people and events in our dimension, again, as my personal experiences have confirmed. Of course, those effects are both positive and negative, apparently depending upon the nature of the particular entity. A very wise man once wrote, there's nothing new under the sun. Considering such wisdom, is the scientific community any less foolish today in their unwillingness to consider these extra other dimensional beings simply because we lack the means to expose and measure them with our rather inadequate scientific methods? Considering that illogical conundrum, I believe we have a major clue in the 5th century B.C. general Chinese General Sun Tzu's book he wrote for the Emperor called Art of War. In it he outlined the very strategy that seems to be in play all around us. One of his more outstanding admonitions in that book was keep your friends close but your enemies closer. The point being if we don't know who our enemies are or what they are doing we've already lost the battle if not the war. After all. If you are someone's enemy, isn't it extremely essential to keep your motives, plans, and even your identity completely hidden from them? Wow, has that concept taken on a new level of meaning since the communists took control of virtually the entire world with their crown virus? Considering that, is it possible the one who inspired or amused Sun Tzu with his war strategy, the same one who taught humanity the art of war in the first place, Is it not in the realm of possibility there's an unseen and undetectable entity incorporating that very same strategy against us to this day? Adding intrigue to Sun Tzu's timeless advice on the art of war, I'd like to share a portion of a compilation called The Screwtape Letters by the late C.S. Lewis, written in 1941. This is an extremely eye-opening muse that lends to the theme we are exploring. This paragraph encaps- encapsulates a transdimensional agenda which I personally believe is more real than not. It's a dialogue, supposedly fictional, though it's inspired by someone, between a higher ranking transdimensional being called Screwtape, advising his underling Wormwood. My dear Wormwood, I wonder you should ask me whether it is essential to keep the patient, that is humanity, in ignorance of your own existence. That question, at least for the present phase of the struggle, has been answered for us by the high command. Our policy for the moment is to conceal ourselves. Of course, this has not always been so. We are really faced with a cruel dilemma. When humans disbelieve in our existence, we lose all the pleasing results of the direct terrorism and we make no magicians. On the other hand, when they believe in us, we cannot make them materialists and skeptics. And yet, not yet, I have great hopes that we shall learn in due time how to emotionalize and mythologicalize their science to such an extent that what is in effect a belief in us, though not under that name, will creep in while the human mind remains closed to belief in the enemy. The life force, the worship of sex, and some aspects of psychoanalysis may here prove useful. If once we can produce our perfect work, that is the materialist magician, the man, not using but veritably worshipping what he vaguely, vaguely calls forces, while denying the existence of spirits, then the end of the war will be in sight. But in the meantime we must obey our orders. I do not think you will have much difficulty in keeping the patient, that is humanity, in the dark. The fact that devils are predominantly comic figures in the modern imagination will help you. If any faint suspicion of your existence begins to arise in his mind, suggest to him a picture of something in red tights, and persuade him that since he cannot believe in that, there he therefore cannot believe in you. Wow, what an eyeful that quote of C.S. Lewis is. Most of us know the term muse—that indefinable inspiration that seems to virtually possess artists and writers at times, inspiring them to create great works such as the Screw Tape Letters. C. S. Lewis's muse gives us quite an interesting peek into an adversarial side of the transdimensional realm, as well as how some of them apparently think and operate. It encapsul- encapsulates the very the heart and theme of this very strange, as you'll see, tone.